Hey everybody and welcome to the Vault Podcast. My name is Dave, that's Funny Man Dan, and with Hello. us today, an esteemed colleague. Yes. Dan, I would like you to introduce him before I tell everybody what we're talking about today. He, well, we're talking about lots of things, but you said to me, I've got it, so, oh. well, with me. And so then the you, fact you've thrown to me, oh. I, don't, I don't know, but this man goes by two letters, and guess what they are, start with a J, then with a D. Give me a moment. Oh, JD. It's JD, yeah, yes. JD. How, how long have you been JD for? I have been JD, I think it was the third grade, year three really? for me. Really? Amazing. That my teacher may or may not have got sick of writing my name on the board for, Jonathan's you know, for a talking bit too. or being oh, okay. a little bit, you know, distractive. Right. And so just ended up writing JD. And then from then onwards, the vast majority of people, friends, who and wrote, some family don't actually know my full real name. Really? They'll call me JD and they'll say, hey, JD, what's your last name? And I'm like, Douglas. And so then I'll get introduced sometimes as JD Douglas, which JD I find Douglas. hilarious. I don't, you could actually call me anything. I don't, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just happy to be where I am. But yeah, JD stands for Jonathan Douglas. They're my initials. And so, yeah, for people, a long time. People, people think my full name is Dan and Dave. So they literally go, hey, Dan and Dave and Dave. Like it's really... It's really quite interesting. It's never happened. No. All right. Life-changing stuff here, guys. I reckon you can turn the podcast off. We've come. We've achieved we, what we, we came We've for. done. All right. You've got something to go to, I guess. Uh, <laughs> JD no, no, is, of course, the this, uh, part of Hillsong United. And as we'll find out soon, so many other things. So many other uh, things. But let's, let's kick this off. We know that not every leader in kids' ministry is in a big staff team. In fact, more than half the churches around the world have solo pastors. But no one should be alone in ministry. Am I right, Dan? No one. So we correct. humbly ask you to consider us as part of your team. Welcome to the vault where you keep your most valuable things. And what is more valuable than wisdom? The wisdom today comes to us via JD, Jonathan Douglas, full so, name. So you've officially joined kids ministry yes. and you've joined their teams their te- yes. all around the world. I actually love, I'm so excited to be here and <laughs> because I love that, that we can all, we are one team, we can help each other. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know who's going to do more helping. I'm kind of here to receive your wisdom as well. It runs well, deep with you boys. It runs deep. We've done more than three episodes. So both of us have run out it, of wisdom. It, it runs okay. wild. We are relying you completely. <laughs> more more right, wild than I'll, deep, I think it runs. <laughs> we need to start this off because I haven't told you about this, but I've divided your career into four distinct stages. Oh, wow. And we're going to talk about as each of them relate to young people because you've never specifically worked with children and kids, but you've been involved in youth for most. You've been a youth. You were a child at one point. And we're going to start off with JD in United because it kind of starts there slash Bible college, mm. right? I don't want to take a. Uh, detour here. Oh, okay. For me, it started at kids. Okay, oh, let's do it. See, this I like when, it. when I was actually in kids ministry, I remember my kids pastor got me up to to sing, and you know, and that's the first place I ever ever kind of you know sung in a, in the kids kind of choir and got involved. And really, for me, and I'm not just saying this because I'm on the kids podcast. It right. was in our kids ministry where I first encountered God. Mm-hmm. and felt called to serve him. And the whole reason I do what I do right now is because I grew up in our church, been in Hillsong Church since I was four years old, and kind of felt like I was that uncoordinated, insecure kid that was the last pick at school when we were playing touch footy or mm-hmm. anything like that. And 
But when I would come to, I think we call it Sunday school back then. Back in the, yeah. It was the one yeah. place I came and I felt accepted. I felt loved. I felt encouraged. And that was through the leaders in our kids' ministry. And obviously, they were just reflecting that love and acceptance of Jesus. And mm -hmm. so, it was like the place I looked forward to. It's a place where I felt safe and secure. And so, from the earliest memory, all I wanted to do was I, I felt so built up and accepted and loved in that environment. I made a decision before I even really knew what a career was. Right. I decided I'm going to do this for others for the rest of my life. That's so. That's a real. That's, that's a wonderful. real thought. You can remember having that thought. A hundred. A hundred percent. When people are like, you know, do you want to be an astronaut, a doctor, a police officer, a dentist, whatever? I was like, options. I literally was <laughs> like, you know, I had been so affected in the in the greatest way by being in our our youth our kids ministry yep, yep. at a young age. I was like, this is so good. I just want to. I was not. I didn't care what it was. Platform, no platform. That wasn't even. It was just to, you know, be a part of building the church and so that's really if i date back to that's where i i can remember as a really young boy going that's what i want to do with my life didn't necessarily mean i even wanted to be on staff but right. it's just what i wanted that's to amazing i wanted to spend my life doing and then fast forward to now his, yep. his children are in the kids ministry absolutely yeah. so kids and, and as well kind of bouncing around the first place i ever sung on stage with a microphone was in kids church right yeah it's we, where i actually we had microphones back then yeah budgets was okay still good budget <laughs> yeah we, we let we let more people in in kids gave me a shot <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so i say that to really value and grateful right. to everyone who's listening because i know what it can be like all yeah. of us just in life and especially ministry is people might be you might be listening to this and you're running a youth, a, a mm -hmm. kids ministry and you're feeling alone or discouraged or it, is, or it can be hard and it absolutely is and the more we try and do it in our own strength that the harder it gets and we know that God's with us but I guess I want to encourage you because you I'm go. here right now today because of people like you that Brilliant. loved and invested in these kids and it changed my life and yeah like you were saying I have got an incredible wife three children of my own one who's just moved into that youth stage but mm, yeah. loves God and two kids right now in a kids program mm -hmm. as we speak encountering Jesus and they're incredible kids and we get compliments on our parenting yeah. and I always yeah. say nope it doesn't have a lot to do with me. I just thank God for our church and our kids' leaders. So wherever you are right now, I'm taking a little encouragement break to say thank Very you. And don't good. stop because you have yes. no idea the children that you are ministering to, speaking life to, and what they're going to achieve because of the word of God that you're putting into their lives. Yeah, not Brilliant. Just, not just child mining services. You're raising no the next way. generation. Whoever says it. that, they can, <laughs> I can have well, words. Um, well, now I have, to rip up, words. <laughs> I have to rip up my whole plan now. Sorry, man. You've, you've I, thrown it all off. Now, by the by the way, we're <laughs> let's go back to the plan. That's fine. We, <laughs> yeah. can, we can shift gears here. <laughs> to be honest, it's perfect because I want to talk about the next stage. I want to talk about United's been a constant. Hillsong United. I, were you there on the first album? Night was it ninety nine? Yes. Right. So from the very how, first, how, how did you join? Like how how did that conversation happen? It was from youth, right? Well, you know, yeah. Listen, it looks like we yes we do albums and tours and bands, like, and we're kind of a band in that regard. But really, it's just been our church team, our youth, yeah. right, right, our, right. our youth worship team. And so it was like, how do you join? I did a choir audition when I was about fourteen right. to join the youth choir and do backing vocals at our in our youth ministry. So good, just and serving. Yeah, and just kind of serving, and yeah, that's kind of that's how it started. It wasn't this, you know. And to be honest, I did it reluctantly because I was actually freaked out of being on the stage. <laughs> right, right. If you want to, people often want to know, you know, how do you deal with, you know, nerves and stage fright? I'm right. like, don't talk to me. It's just been a yeah. wrestle of a lifetime. <laughs> I talk to someone who yep. who's who's can figure it out. But so it was something that I 
always wanted to serve God, but still to this day, reluctant to kind of step on the platform. <laughs> like it's, there's a, there's a weightiness to it, but it's, I guess the lesson that I'm learning that hopefully could encourage is it's like, it's that obedience and there's that trust in God. And it's this most uncomfortable, safe place of going, all right, if you are following God's lead and also, um, you know, in great community with people who can encourage you and pull out the, you know, the gift that God has in every one of our lives, which, which he has a gift for your life. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we, you know, we don't see it. And that's why it's great to have, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ to call that out, to see it and to help us on that journey. And I've just kind of surrounded myself in that environment and kind of trusted God and trusted those people that are leading me or around me and just with boldness stepped into it. And that's kind of how I, the United journey started. And yeah, it's kind of crazy. It was been around since day one of the yeah, gotcha. United ride. <laughs> what a and ride. It's been a ride. hundred percent. I came to Bible college and came to Australia in 2001. So I think I was catching the third album maybe, but I do remember I was delivering pizzas because I was at Bible college and I came yes, after I delivered pizzas, snuck into the, because it was in the hub auditorium that you guys were recording and caught a couple of songs. Maybe the next part I'd like to talk about is you haven't, you've done youth worship on Friday nights. Yes. Let's go back to that era. Yeah. When you're leading, started. where it all started there, because obviously United slowly grew into a bigger and bigger thing. You're touring, but when you're back here in church, you're leading worship. And I think there's definitely an, an era of you doing it in youth on Friday nights. Would Absolutely. you say that? Yeah. I think that, you know, for the fir- the United Journey, I think we're on around year 20, 21 of doing yep. this. And wow. definitely the first. I'd say, I don't know, 15 years, we were like, yeah, most times we'd land on a Friday morning yeah. from tour <laughs> and Friday night would be youth leading worship. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, so absolutely, that's where the strength of, I think, you know, we as United, we've always identified that it's, you know, that we are a part of something so much bigger than just a band or even a ministry. It's it's mm-hmm. come from being rooted and planted in a church and not just a, a ministry out of a church, but our youth ministry. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was always. So the question is, when you get up there on Friday, so you've literally you've you've got off the plane, you yeah you have a nap maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> All right. So yeah, then the, on Friday the, night, the, the night before, you had thirty thousand people in a stadium right, in right. Brazil, and uh, then it's quite a shift. And so then on Friday night, and that group of kids there, the few hundred kids in front of you, Friday night. What's your goal? What are you thinking about when you're leading, and what do you want to see happen in that moment when you're leading youth worship? What are you trying to achieve there? Yeah, I, I think the beauty is, and I don't know if this is the right or the wrong answer, but it's what I believe is I want to do the exact same thing that I did two nights before in Brazil in okay. a stadium. Okay. And that is, Very in my good. mind, in whatever we are doing, it's pointing people to Jesus. Right. Yeah. And it is wanting them to have an encounter with him and knowing that like the crazy thing and even I think it's in any dynamic and you, this can be I think in kids and youth and big church mm-hmm. is that you've got people who are happy who are enjoying life in that moment and you have people who potentially have had the worst week yep, of their life yep. and everything in between you have people with questions you have people who are excited to praise God you have people that might be there for you know different reasons but I've just have a firm belief that our role as you know leading worship and I think kind of in wherever area we're serving in ministry is to is to love them but also point them towards Jesus mm-hmm. and an encounter with his presence and his word and like the songs that we sing they're not just hopefully like the melody's cool and the lyrics like are, are good but really the power of them is that they're based in the in God's word mm-hmm. And so as they're declaring these things, and even if they may or may not even realize that, but declaring God's word and his truth, that they would kind of, their eyes would be open that whatever part of the journey they're on, that they would step closer to a trust and a faith 
in Jesus and mm-hmm. declaring his truth that might be, you know, might not reflect their situation right now, but that we can, that they could still trust God and, and be and right. have an open heart and spirit to the reality of who God is and an encounter where he'd be revealed to them and they would understand that God loves them. God's created them. God's called them. Then he does have a, you know, and a lot of this language can almost, you know, be cliche, but he's got a plan and a purpose for their life. And when we decide to step into that, it's going to work out way better and it's going to be a reality than trying to do it in our own way. So really, you know, the, I've always looked at our kind of like a really simple analogy. It's like we're just glorified signposts. We're like pointing, going okay. like around 500 meters, the exit is left and that's going to take you right. to God. You know, yeah, yeah. so it's like... Yeah. Um, so you'd say there's like one way? Yeah, there's, yeah, okay. yeah, there's yeah, not two Jesus. ways. Yeah, there's yeah, one yeah. way. How many, how many languages do you know one way? Because I... I we were in Japan together, not together separately, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. opened for you. Yes, that's yeah. right. <laughs> I did the same in Rwanda. We bumped into each Is other in so yeah, many yeah, times. Yeah. Last so month, we bumped into each other in we New were, Jersey. New York. That New Jersey. was just amazing. But, but, but you did one way, and you, back in the day, your novelty bit was you would learn the, just the one way Jesus, just that bit in, yeah, in, the, other, in the other language. Yes. Yeah, so How many languages did you perform that in? That's yeah, cool. Japanese, Indonesian, Spanish, Australian, American, oh, yeah, English. No. Yeah, there's been a few, but this it's look, it's a bit of an old song. I can barely remember the lyrics in English, so I definitely can't remember any of those languages I've learned that in. It's very, very impressive. Okay, so, okay, okay, okay. So I want to talk a little bit practically about you. So in that era, youth worship, right? There's there's a sense where you there's the team side of things, and you're working with young people who are fresh at this. What, what are you? How are you communicating to them to help them understand what they're doing? Because some of them might just be unplanned bass up on stage, and I'm freaking out, or this is the you know, or getting them in the right mindset. I don't know because it's Cause young people we, just working with. We team. do use a lot of young people in our kids ministry, and it's yeah. very very rewarding. But it comes with its different set of challenges as well. Yeah, I think yeah, it, it's just. It's taking them on the journey mm-hmm. and there's right. no, I wish it was as easy as going, all right, we're going to get together for a team night. Right. I'm going to give you this 30 minute little talk on the 10 <laughs> things that are important and then boom, <laughs> we go. You know, it's kind of been said like if, which it's kind of, you know, we're talking about culture here and not just culture of our church and how we want to roll with our services and our ministry. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it, it's the kingdom culture of, you know, like how we're called to live as believers and yep. it's kind of the thing that we spend our whole lives figuring out for ourselves mm-hmm. And our whole lives in ministry trying to help other people see that. And so there's this element where, yes, we still almost every Thursday night meet for like team nights with our worship team or, you know, Mm -hmm. it's this balance of it's it's done through community Mm -hmm. and it's done through relationship. And I think it starts with just loving them and encouraging them again. Like I think for me, one of the biggest things that I'm grateful for and I've been able to identify now is that I just had leaders and people that love me that saw things in me that I couldn't see and they drew it out of me through encouragement. And a little bit of correction as well. <laughs> and I think that, but understanding that's that the journey, it absolutely fundamentally starts with actually living it out mm-hmm. as, you know, as the leaders or as the people who are bringing people on this journey. It's, we know that our actions speak louder than our words and we've got to be keeping on checking our own heart and our own spirit right, and aligning right, ourselves right. because we can all drift. But I think that it's having great, it's loving these, you know, younger people who are starting to serve or get involved in yeah. actually loving them. But then also understanding that where they're on in their journey and having grace for that. Yeah. But then not shying away from, for me, like the, I guess, what has been fundamental for me personally and what I've always tried to do is just always put all the attention on the why, you know, and this is not going to be any news, but I just think, you know, why would 
we you know come early to rehearse or what you know because we need you to come early we need you to mm -hmm. you know know the songs need you to do yeah, all yeah, these yeah. kind of things but if we focus on all the do's that we can that we have to do to kind of maybe pull off what we're trying to pull off or achieve but for me what's way more inspiring is why are we doing this yeah yeah, yeah. and that kind of can help because in there's a lot of I guess mundane and sacrifice and hard work in the doing, but when we're keeping in front of us the why, mm -hmm. which is ultimately to glorify God, that's yep. regardless. But then also for these kids or these young people, if it's youth ministry or these the big kids in big church, mm. that that we are we are helping them on their journey, get, pr presenting this opportunity. You know, like it's just simple. Jesus was quizzed, you know, throughout Scripture, right. In the New Testament, but people try and actually catch him off, but going like, you know, what is the, what's the greatest commandment? You know, it's just yeah, like yeah. love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And so I kind of in everything I'm like, love God, be obedient, serve, do, bring what, do whatever we're doing unto yeah, Him, and love people. And I just keep, I just think the best way you can love someone is to like introduce them to Jesus or help them on their way. Yep. And so that really, I feel like as a church or anything we do, sometimes it's obvious, and sometimes you got to kind of like, you know, remove a few layers, but. Peel back whatever we do. That the reason is because we're wanting to love God and love people, and kind of mm -hmm. keeping that simple for me along the journey has really helped yeah. because everything else gets complicated. Like yeah. I think everything that we do, we can trace it back to that. That inspires me. That encourages me. That gets me excited. Yeah. And and so, but it is. It's just that journey. We just got to even loving these people. We're trying to. And mm -hmm. just and pulling out what's in them that they don't see yet, and and just having a little bit of grace. And I guess that really speaks to them, especially the young people, as we care more about who they are than what they do for us. Exactly. We're, we want to go on the journey. And the reason we're pulling stuff out and challenging them is because it's not only helpful for us, but it's good for them. Yeah. It's going to help them, and it's going to help. It's going to help them grow closer to God. So, there's something I kind of came to peace with, and maybe you can relate to this, JD. the The idea of kids and youth is essentially kind of a passing point on the journey of faith, right? Mm. And I think sometimes, maybe the tough thing for us sometimes in kids ministry is we we develop maybe a singer, we throw them up there, and they kind of develop some skills, and all of a sudden they're gone, and they moved on to the next stage. And then sometimes and we complain we'll about youth. <laughs> <laughs> then we go, oh, youth stolen all. But no, we, that's that's the goal of what. Yeah, and I yeah. kind of came to peace with that. I think for you guys listening at home, it's like, okay, sure, our church is well known for worship, sure, <laughs> but there's not like we just have, here's 20 new people that can fill all of the all of the positions that we need. No, there's a constant. We are constantly developing and you know giving people opportunity and then then handing them over. And I used to get a little bit upset about that, but more and more it's that idea of, I mean, a good example is Makesha is a great example. I think she's singing in conference at the moment. Yes, yes. She's an she's, absolute yeah, legend. And incredible. she has gone on to, she's going to be a big part of our future. And the first thing she sang on in our church was What a Beautiful Name, the last kids album. She was came in her school uniform <laughs> to the recording with to sing into the studio here. And then all of a sudden she's She's everywhere, and that but that revealed the gift, the talent on her life. And half of me is like, oh great, I've lost Makesha. She's gone on to bigger and greater things. But I think the truer half should be you've, hey, you've planted. Uh, you've I planted can take you. a little bit of credit exactly. for that. Exactly, it's great. <laughs> totally. Not much, but just no. that idea of like, here's an opportunity. We help her develop, and and we and I think I've come to peace with that more and more, and I'm very happy now. Uh, I would rather have a, a, you know a hundred grown ups that can all trace like yourself trace something back to Hillsong Kids where they said, God spoke to me about this or Very I saw good. this and I want it, and I felt like I could do this. And I think that's way more powerful yeah, than yeah. holding on to that gifted person and you're, you're in a sense, you, you, you hold on a bit too long and, and something and goes awry. Being in youth, I don't know if you can relate to that, JD. <laughs> yeah, no, to and I love that. And it is like, 
it doesn't make it any easier because you are no. still like talking about like I, I can so relate to that. But I also just feel like I've got a friend who's a you know incredible creative. I would say creative genius. And thanks, mate. And <laughs> I, just, I was talking about Dave, but oh. anyway. And I remember talking to him like years ago, and he was like when he was talking thinking about ideas he's like I just want to a lot of people go oh, I've got this awesome idea and they want to develop it try and you know trademark it or whatever like hold on mm -hmm. to it and he's kind of had this revelation of just going like you know God is the one that gives us the ideas that brings yeah. it he's like I want to give them away to create more space and it was this like it was really refreshing and a generous way of looking at it mm -hmm. and of just going it's also going well trusting God that he's going to you know provide whether it be in you know a bass player or a an idea or you know or whatever mm -hmm, it might good. be a lot easier to talk about than do as you've you know kind of referenced but i it is it's kind of like you're saying i just know for myself personally it's like if it wasn't for the kids ministry and even start like cutting my teeth in learning how to lead worship helped me kind of like lead teenagers and right. then to be able to lead you know our church and kind of the world kids played a huge role in that we are moving on JD, Let's move on to the the final stage in the career. This well, not is, final because who knows what the future holds. This is very I'm retiring exciting. in two weeks, so this is the final <laughs> oh, stage. Really? I'm joking. This is it. <laughs> this is it. We. This is your. Now you've moved into a whole new role. Very fresh. I mean, yes. it's, I don't know how long it's been now, but we're not talking years. Six months, um, I think. Six months. If I'm, if I'm guessing the next stage of my life, yeah, which yeah, yeah. is the insane thing that you did take on more responsibility in our church at a whole nother level uh, which you, you could have coached you didn't bro. you didn't need you could to have do it, you had you had a maid brother everyone loved you <laughs> you didn't need to take on this there was no Is reason there a rewind button <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you know what you've set yourself up for no it's it's but what? you've taken on which is close to it mine and dan's heart this hillsong city location yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of a, is he our boss now uh, i think so yeah, okay, i think we can okay, say that yeah, uh, sure. whenever he's in a room just, <laughs> yeah, we'll just yeah. treat him as the boss <laughs> i always have he, <laughs> the the that is a huge undertaking for someone who again had enough going on in, in, in his world. So well, I want to talk about this idea now that you're in this role and it's brand new and I'm throwing you in it. I get it. But we kind of like in everybody's mind and certainly at a location pastor or a, a senior pastor's mind, they see kids and youth in a certain way, having been in it, having done it. When you think of the context of the wideness of every, you know, if everything's in front of you in, in a row, all the different things that the church needs to achieve. When you think of kids ministry, what is it? What is it? What is it that you think you want to see in it? It, it, and it doesn't need to be too deep or too profound, but just your first when you think of kids, what you want it to, what do you want it to see happening in giving life to the church? Yeah, well, one, I just like you know now having my kind of campus pastor hat on. Yeah, I just am so grateful for our kids ministry. I've got to have had a new appreciation. I've got a huge appreciation just from personally my own children who are mm. have mm -hmm. you know one has come through we talked about and two are in there right now, but I just think that. Again, it steams back to my personal experience and understanding that how crucial that stage and age of life is for the kids that we slash you guys are, are shepherding right now. And so I guess as a pastor, I just think that it's so important that we it's not a kind of a department or team that looks after the kids while the parents can get to church. It is the yeah. greatest opportunity where these, where their hearts, are, the soil, I think, is just so mm -hmm. ripe and fresh to encounter God and have seeds put in there that they will will set them up for life. And so, I guess I look at it going that it is a the most crucial and incredible opportunity for these kids to encounter Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I'm passionate about it. I'm grateful for it. And I I just see 
it is one of the most key departments mm-hmm. that we need Very to work yeah. together, that we need to, you know, do everything that we can because, you know, these lives are so precious and they are God's mm-hmm. children. And so, yeah. In, in line with this, this topic today, kind of discussing behind all this is kind of this idea of worship because, J.D., it's a sense that's been a constant through your whole life. And I think and maybe we have I don't know if we've talked about it here on this in this in this podcast, but after COVID kind of hit and we started gathering back together again. What was hard for, I know, a lot of churches was getting back into that whole thing of praise and worship. The teams had been (laughs) dispersed amongst the diaspora of the world. And we were, at some point, though, when we gathered back together, and this is for you, for everybody watching and listening, it's worth the effort to do whatever you can to bring worship back into your church services because you don't have to in in, in a kids ministry there's lots of other things you can do you can do you know you can speak to the kids you can have activities and craft and you can have a whole bunch of other things that can fill your 90 minutes your 60 minutes whatever your services but it was very early on when we gathered back i'm like no matter how bad we feel it is no matter how average it is even if it's just playing a backing track on the screen and we're all singing together we've got to make sure we do praise and worship and and i was just that and i would feel bad sometimes i'd feel like oh this is terrible this is not excellent this is not where it's at but and even then you would be kids aren't engaging it's not is it even worth it i think that that idea that jd's talking about is that that worship it 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 accomplishes something in the lives of people that is not always obvious from the way that their faces Mm. (laughs) the way that they you can judge from the outside what's going on on the inside so i know no matter how bad you think you are at leading worship and if you don't have someone to do it get a kid get find one kid that even remotely find the jd in your room (laughs) who who has some kind of idea that he you know that he this might be in his future and just doesn't matter. It does not matter how bad you think this is. You're doing it. You're doing worship with your kids, and you're Very being good. the church with your kids. So that's my big thought from the day. JD, it's been an absolute privilege and a, and a blessing to have you here. I have one final Dan is going to finish with always the final. He this always is, gets the final this question. This is very, very – I need to know this. I'm ready. Uh, Why should I say I don't think I'm ready? So <laughs> you and your two brothers, we would say in the context of our church, yeah. and maybe outside of the church, you'd be fairly well known. Three Australian well-known brothers. Mm-hmm. I would like to know which Hemsworth are you, and which Hemsworths are your brothers. Who's Luke? Who's Luke? Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and would you? Are you, you, are consi- you Chris or Liam? Chris. I uh, definitely. That's what I thought. Hundred. All right. Well, now we've, now we've rated you as Hemsworths, <laughs> and that is really that's the shout, question. Shout out to Luke. <laughs> okay, Love Tim. you, Tim. Love you too. <laughs> That's that's the question I know that was burning on everybody's mind. Thanks, everybody. By the way, send us questions if you'd like anything, any questions from what JD has, has, has risen in your soul and your spirit. What do we do, Dan? You email thevault at hillsong.com. Send us those questions because, to be honest, we need them. We need content. We need content. So send us those questions. We want to know what you want to talk about. It's been amazing. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Join us next time with another, even a bigger guest than JD. Can you imagine it? Whoa. I I can't. I can. We'll see what happens. It'll probably be us. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. Why am I waving? I've never done it before. (laughs) 